friends, Emily here, your host of The Missing Piece. Each week we discuss a new topic in fitness, nutrition, lifestyle, and just overall healthy living in the hopes that you'll find the missing piece to your lifestyle. If it's your first episode, welcome to the podcast, and if you're a long-time listener, welcome back. Now let's get into today's episode. Hey guys, welcome back for another episode of The Missing Piece. This week we are going to be talking about self-confidence and different ways to build self-confidence, different ways that you can begin to take that first step into increasing your confidence in your everyday life. Regardless of the goal you're working toward, support is one of the biggest factors. Supportive family who buys and cooks healthy food, Friends who understand why you may decline that extra drink or appetizer when you're hanging out on a Friday night. Those around you play a huge role in your journey to live a healthier lifestyle and reach any fitness goal you may have set. But what happens when you don't always have the support? While the people around us play a vital role, I would argue that our self-confidence and belief in ourselves plays an even more important one. We have to believe we are capable of achieving goals that we set. This is what will get us through the tough times and the setbacks along our journey. It's difficult to build an unwavering belief in yourself and exude the confidence to simply be ourselves. These tips and tricks are not a how-to guide. They won't magically work for everyone. Just like in exercise or nutrition, there's no quick fix or shortcut. You have to continuously work every single day to do the little things to build that confidence piece by piece. So what can you do? What are some of these little changes we can make to help increase self-confidence and be ourselves through any situation? Let's talk about 12 ways you can start to build your self-confidence through the little steps. Number one is take care in your appearance. A friend used to say, look good, feel good, play good. And it's true. I always feel better when I at least look a little bit put together. Now, of course, I work in a gym setting, so I don't do full makeup and hair every single day. I work out more than probably the average person if you count teaching group exercise classes, and I don't have time to get super ready every single morning. But I always try and make a point to run a brush through my hair, maybe braid it or tease it in a ponytail, and put on a quick swipe of mascara. It's amazing how much better I feel when I only put a small effort into cleaning up at the start of my day. When I feel better, I'm more confident, more outgoing, ready to talk and engage with members throughout the day. I don't feel so blech and just run down. So I challenge you all, if you wake up and are feeling down about yourself or about what's happening around you, take a second and put a few extra minutes into doing your hair. Add a little extra makeup that you wouldn't normally wear on a daily basis. Put on an outfit that you love and that makes you feel good in your body. Then take this appearance and run with it. Walk tall. Speak with authority and conviction behind your words. Portray that confidence on the outside. Number two is smile. This kind of goes with appearance. Just look happy to be what you're doing in that present moment, even if it's not the most enjoyable. When we smile, we tend to be more approachable and open to engage with others. This creates relationships with those around us. We might make small talk and chat. Look up from your phone. Engage with the world around you. 
Put on that smile. You may be surprised at what comes from simply looking around while you're in line at the grocery store or when you walk into the coffee shop instead of going through the drive-thru. When we put ourselves in these seemingly uncomfortable situations, we work through those barriers. We build the confidence to make conversation with a random stranger in line. We look approachable with a smile so others are able to do the same. Next up brings us back to appearance as well, but this time with the clothes we wear. Wear clothes that make you feel good. I think sometimes it's hard, especially to keep up with the trends and different quote-unquote popular clothing items, especially if you don't like them or they don't look good on you specifically. I think it's important to wear clothes that you do feel good on, but these may not fit with the trends. So what do you do? Start small. Wear clothes that you want to wear, even if they might not fit with what society says is the latest fashion trend. This might not be as applicable to the adults who have listened to the podcast, but to some of my younger listeners, high school and early college especially, I've been there. I remember distinctly certain trends that either don't look good on my body or I simply just don't like. Look good, feel good, remember? We have to cultivate the confidence necessary to do the small things, like wearing clothes that you love. This will help build the confidence to do those bigger things. Number four is get to know yourself. Take time to get to know yourself. What makes you happiest? What do you love to do? What are your priorities in life? What morals and beliefs do you live by? In today's hustle and bustle, a lot of people honestly don't know who they are. They don't know what they like to do and may do things simply because others are doing them or they want to be accepted by those around them. Take time each day, week, month, etc. to reflect on yourself. Are you heading in the direction you want to go with your career? With your life? Are you living in accordance with what you believe? Take time for self-reflection, either through a mindfulness session, journaling, or other practice. I find it's most helpful when you journal, perhaps with a prompt or a saying to get you going, but there's a profound effect of seeing your goals, your dreams, your beliefs written out on paper that makes them so much more tangible and real. Once you know your principles and morals and values, number five is to live them. Stand by your morals and values and don't let others deter you from them. Stand with confidence on these topics and these things you hold near and dear. In my opinion, this is one of the easier quote-unquote big ticket items to stand by with confidence. Often these principles you hold close and the morals you live by are those in which you've developed your belief system over a number of years. You know, with minimal uncertainty, that these are what you believe in. Standing up and living by them, no matter who looks down upon them, creates a sense of determination and confidence within yourself. I think the best example of this is not in fitness, but in making new friendships and relationships. When you meet someone, why would you want to be anyone but yourself? Are you going to fake it forever? It's best to just be yourself. And if you don't vibe with that person, that's okay. I think we all need people around us who believe things that are slightly different from our beliefs. It challenges us, allows us to form stronger belief systems around what we do believe in. But it's not easy. How do you tell someone you're just trying to get to know that you believe in something completely different and just hope that that's okay with them? It's hard. And the only way is to take the leap and just do it. 
Number six is about the mental game. We have to think positive. In any situation, there will be a positive side, even if you may not see it right away. It might take a retrospective view for you to view that positive in a terrible situation. But in my opinion, to gain confidence in all of these everyday situations, we must also bring a positive outlook into it. We can look at the positive in ourselves, for example. The way you view yourself plays so much on your outward persona. Our thoughts have immense power. Some research has shown that 95% of our emotions are directly related to how we talk to ourselves throughout the day. You can use things such as positive affirmations in order to reframe your thinking and take back the positivity into your mental headspace. We can also use visualization to envision and see outcomes to goals we have set. You can quote-unquote see what your life would look like when you have accomplished your goals. Create a clear and exciting picture of your ideal life. As you replay this picture in your mind, your thinking will maintain it as the focus. Your positive thinking will manifest then in outward action, appearance, emotions, and overall demeanor. This will lead you to obtain the confidence you want in your life to achieve those goals you have set, to make that vision a reality. As you see on the inside, you will then be on the outside. Number seven is just the opposite of thinking positive, but we have to actively crush negative thoughts. We want to actively work to shut down the negative voices in our heads, not simply drown them out with the positive thinking and daily affirmations. One place this may be seen is in something called the imposter syndrome. Simply put, it's when you have persistent thoughts that you don't belong or don't know enough to be in a certain position. Sometimes this is seen in the workplace. When you get a new job that might be different or above what you've done in the past, there may be a feeling as if you don't know enough or aren't competent enough to complete it. But guess what? You earned the job. The hiring manager or boss saw things in you that put you above others. They wanted you for you. But I know from experience that me telling you this doesn't do much. You have to believe that you are qualified. You can't shrink to the back. It might be through a combination of the few tips I've already mentioned or those to come, but you have to reframe your thinking. You have to believe that you are good enough. When you believe, you will act as if you are, exuding and building confidence in your everyday life. One practical tip is to simply recognize and acknowledge each negative thought as you have it. Once you do, repeat at least two to three positive thoughts to replace this. It will not only bring awareness to the negative thoughts, but you will actively reframe and replace them in that moment. Over time, you'll begin to notice less and less negative thoughts. They'll be gone, but not necessarily only because they're quieted by those positive thoughts. It will be because you've actually reframed your thinking. You're focusing on that positive. Now, not only can we think positive, but we have to act positive. In addition to changing our thoughts so they outwardly manifest as positive actions, we can't allow the outside world to influence our thoughts and actions. We have to consume positivity. Personally, I don't watch the news. I get the highlights sent to my inbox every morning. Shout out to Skim if you're not subscribed. I definitely recommend it. And I look up the information I need to make informed decisions for voting and other hot topics. But on a daily basis, I don't consume a majority of the media. 
most of it is biased or taking shots at the other side. And I don't need that type of negativity impacting my life. I don't need to get annoyed over things that I have minimal control over or that are sometimes portrayed in false ways or over-exaggerated. But it's not just the news. We have to consume things that will add to a positive mental headspace. For example, on social media, we have to follow people who inspire and motivate us, not those who bring us down or bring others down. With books and TV shows, we have to consume things that will add to our lives. Look for personal development books, podcasts, etc. Now, that's not to say we don't need a rom-com or mindless TV show every now and again, but it doesn't have to be all the time. Add something factual. Add a little bit of nonfiction into your life. Add that positive influence into your life to build that confidence to then act on it. Next up, we have perhaps the most pertinent one to this podcast, but number nine is exercise. Another way we build and consume positivity is through our actions. Build a healthy relationship with our body through healthy habits and exercise, nutrition, and overall mindfulness. If you're listening to this podcast, you probably have a fitness goal. Regardless of what that may be, regardless of what that may be, add exercise into your life that you love to do. Yes, your goal may be to gain muscle, but does morning cardio keep you in a good mood and a good mental space throughout the day? Well, don't cut out cardio. Keep it in a few days a week and make sure you're working it into your caloric intake for the day. Exercise should be enjoyable and make you feel good mentally and physically. It should be a positive add to your life. And as we've said many times already, when you feel good, you play good. You act with that confidence. Number 10 is to set a small goal and achieve it. Make it a small habit. Do one thing that you've been procrastinating. Now, this is also a productivity hack, but it will help you build the confidence in your ability to complete and get projects done as well as reach the goals you've set. Let's bring it back to our fitness goals and say, hypothetically, your goal is to lose 100 pounds. That's a massive weight loss. If you focus on that large number and the scale goes up because you ate a lot of sodium or carbohydrate-rich foods, you may be discouraged. Set a process goal, something small to focus on. Maybe this is drinking enough water throughout the day. It's fairly simple and easy to accomplish, or maybe it's not. Always choose something that you are ready, willing, and able to do what it takes to achieve. On a scale of 1 to 10, it should be at least a 9 or 10 confidence in your ability to do so. Picking that low-hanging fruit and accomplishing these goals first allows you to build the confidence that you can do whatever you want and achieve whatever goals you set. Yes, the 100 pounds seems daunting to start, but it's not impossible if you have the right mindset and vision behind it when you have those process-oriented goals. Setting and achieving small goals first on your way to larger ones builds the confidence you need to make the more difficult choices, such as staying in a caloric deficit during the holidays and getting to the gym when you really don't want to and that motivation is just lacking. Number 11 is to speak slowly. Assess a situation or question and take time to formulate your opinion or thought on the topic. By taking time to think about how certain situations fit with your principles, it allows you the time to figure out what you're going to say and how to say it. It allows you to exude that confidence in your discussion with the person who asked the question. And it doesn't have to be in a disagreement. 
It can be in a situation in which you agree with someone on a stance, but need to take the time to explain yourself. It might be in a meeting at work in which you have to explain a concept you're intensely passionate about in a way that others will understand. I see this all the time in my work. When someone comes to me with a fitness or nutrition question, I always take a moment to think about how I want to word the answer before I start talking. This does two big things. First, it allows me to connect and mirror the client's words back to them. If they use the word toning, for example, even though it's not a scientific topic, I may use that word back to them in order to gain trust. And second, it allows me to sift through all of the information I know and assess which is most important to the situation and their specific question. Through four years of school and multiple certifications, this is what I struggle with the most. Sometimes I'm so eager to answer questions that I ramble and give out all of the information that I possibly ever could. Taking a moment allows me to formulate a short and easy to understand answer without overwhelming them with excess information. Both of these allow the client to see the confidence I portray when working with them. I take a moment, I focus my thoughts, and I then speak slowly. But what if you don't know the answer? How do you handle the situation? Most importantly, admit that you don't know. No one will fault you for not knowing an answer, but they will if you speak to something you don't know about and give them wrong information. This leads us to our last point. Number 12 is to increase your knowledge base. Become the expert in your field. Have a growth mindset. If someone asks you a question you don't know the answer to, don't allow someone else to quote-unquote become the expert for them. For example, if I have a client who asks me a question relating to health or nutrition and I don't know the answer, I will say that I don't know. But I don't just leave it at that. I go back and look up the answer from trusted sources. I look at all of the information. I don't allow that client or member to leave and look up another quote-unquote expert to get their questions answered. I position myself as the expert to come to when they have future questions. And this isn't just for health and wellness. It's in all facets of life, in all career fields. Strive for excellence and create a knowledge base of all the topics within your respective field or area of interest. As you know more, you'll be better able to speak with confidence on each of the topics in question. You'll build confidence in yourself, battling any potential imposter syndrome you may have, and create a positive relationship with those who come to you for help. So let's recap from the top. Number one is to take care in your appearance. Shower in the morning, put on a little bit of extra makeup, do your hair how you love. When you look good, you feel good and will exude that confidence in your everyday life. Number two is smile. Be happy to be doing whatever you are in the present moment. It makes you approachable to others. It will lead you to spontaneous conversation and building relationships. Number three is to wear clothes that you love and look good on you. Work to not feel pressured by the trends and the fads. Wear clothes that you love and you think look good regardless of what other people say. Number four is to get to know yourself. What makes you happiest? What morals and beliefs do you live by? Knowing what they are is the first step to living by them. Which is number five. Know your morals and your values and your principles and live by them. 
it's easiest to portray confidence when you're standing up for those things you believe in and hold close. Number six is to think positive. Flip the situation to see the positive side in it. Before we can approach with confidence, we must recognize and bring a positive outlook into that situation, however negative it may appear. Number seven is to crush negative thoughts. Don't only quiet them or drown them out with positive thinking, but take action to remove those negative thoughts from our headspace. Number eight is to act positive. In addition to changing our headspace and thinking more positive, we have to outwardly manifest these positive thoughts as actions in our everyday lives. Number nine is exercise. Building a healthy body image through exercising and exercising because we love our body, not because we hate it, helps to build confidence throughout in our appearance. Number 10, set a small goal and accomplish it. While this is also a productivity hack, it will help you build the confidence in your ability to complete projects and reach any larger goals you may have set. Number 11 is to speak slowly. When asked a question, take a second to formulate your answer before you start speaking. Then, speak with conviction and meaning behind your words. Number 12 is to increase your knowledge and become an expert figure in your field. When you don't know an answer to a question, admit that you're not sure, but then take steps to find that answer so you are able to position yourself as an expert to those who may ask future questions. So those are all 12 tips I have for you. I encourage all of you to go out and try some of these tips. But remember, they won't be a quick fix. They won't solve anything and it will be work. But over time, using these and other tips will help you build the self-confidence in all aspects of your life. And you too can build the confidence needed to be unapologetically yourself. All right, that's all I have for you guys this week. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of The Missing Piece and I will talk to you guys next time. Bye.